0: The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. In-depth investigative. This is KXAN News Today.
1: It is a clear day following the severe weather warnings and storms that we saw yesterday. So windy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a brand new Friday. I'm Sally Hernandez. And
2: I'm Erica Brennis. Those storms that trigger the warnings, they've made their way out of our mm-hmm. area with a vengeance of wind, right,
3: Kristen? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. blustery out there. Unfortunately, the winds yeah. outlasted the storms. But, hey, this was the view from our Estonian camera <laughs> yesterday, showing you those storms rolling in from the west to the east as we knew they would bring a lightning and a ton of rainfall. A viewer sent us this video from out Leander very high winds and power lines actually sparking due to those storms. We did get rid of all of the thunderstorms to our east around 10 11 o'clock last night and now we're left with those high winds. So let me show you what's going on here when it comes to your weather today because we have a quiet start. It is windy when it comes to the air moving around but by quiet I'm talking about there's no rain today. There's no thunderstorms. There is no severe weather that you have to plan for the winds at this moment are coming out of the northwest gusting 25 to about 35 miles per hour. You probably don't need me to tell you it was a very windy overnight, right? It was it was one of those things that we knew it was coming, but when it hits, it hits and it did in a very big way. We saw wind gusts over 50, even 60 miles per hour at times with the storms coming through and then the wind just didn't let up. The humidity is much lower this morning as that front brought in drier air and that humidity stays low for most of the day. Temperatures a little cooler this morning in the 40s and 50s. Again, what triggered that Honda of storms was a cold front, so we expected this too. We knew our temperatures would take a hit. It's not going to be cold, but our temperatures aren't going to be in the 80s like they were yesterday. I think we'll pretty much limit that warm-up to the mid-70s this afternoon far as what we're talking about in your first warning forecast. High winds and low humidity, so we know that kind of recipe. It's going to lead to some fire weather concerns. I'm going to show you the updated fire map, and we're also going to talk about your weekend forecast. You made it to Friday, friends, and we're excited about that. But man, was it a week, right? We had those 80s, and eventually we had the storm reports. Today, we plan to ask Austin City officials more questions about their response to yesterday's severe storms after some of you guys asked us about the frequency of those emergency alerts. You may have been one of the many who received several alerts on your phone about potential tornadoes and storms. This was actually from last year, the video you're watching. Travis County also sent out an unintelligible emergency alert in Spanish. The city confirmed the original message was actually an automated translation of an English message. After receiving several complaints, the department sent out another emergency alert, but this time had a Spanish speaker record the message. Now, again, this video you're seeing here, remember this? This was last March. Central Texas experienced the largest tornado outbreak since 2015. Seven tornadoes confirmed on that day, March 21st, ranging in intensity from EF0 to EF2s. The video That we showed you earlier of that tornado crossing I-35 in Round Rock caused an estimated $32 million in damage. The alerts that we got yesterday were kind of similar to the alerts we saw back on that day, but obviously much different intensity of those severe weather events compared to last year.
1: Well, there are a lot of people waking up warm and dry after being sheltered at several different short-term safe havens last night. About 20 rec centers and four public libraries opened their doors for the storms when they rolled in and for people who didn't have a place to stay, then closed at 10 o'clock last night after everybody cleared out.
2: KXAN's Nabil Rabadna was near one of those shelters and got a chance to see the impact that they have.
0: In his time serving Austin's homeless population.
4: If you were outside and you didn't have a home and it started raining, that means you get rained on, that means all your belongings get rained on. Anthony Jackson with
0: We Can Now has seen the impacts Mother Nature can have on people experiencing homelessness. His organization is out on the streets helping those in need.
4: Throughout the entire year, they are facing the weather that we um, see here uh, in Austin all year round.
0: Ahead of Thursday's storm, the city extended hours at dozens of public facilities, calling them short-term safe havens. They'll help the homeless population, but also anyone who needs to find shelter. We're going to have staff staying, working extra hours and those locations to make sure that every everybody can stay and anybody, additional person that needs to come in can come in. Juan Ortiz is the city's director of Homeland Security and Emergency Management. Facilities like this have opened for extreme heat and cold, But when it comes to severe weather like this, this is the first time we've done it in a a coordinated manner of this magnitude. All 20 recreation centers and four public libraries stayed open late. We don't want anybody to feel like they don't have a place to go. Uh, And so the best thing to do is to, to stay there. Jackson says these facilities will bring much needed relief to everyone in need during a dangerous time, especially those experiencing
4: homelessness. When the city and when some of these nonprofits open up and allow people experiencing homelessness to come in, they're actually saving their lives.
0: Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News.
1: Thank you, Nabil. Well, San Marcos CISD students will get out of school early today. The district is using this day as a mental health half day.
2: It says it will provide lunch for the children prior to dismissal. High school students will let out at noon, middle school students at 1215 and elementary and pre-k at 1 30 this afternoon. All staff and students are encouraged to wear purple. If you remember people at nearby districts, they also wore purple on Monday in honor of a middle school student who died in San Marcos. The 11 year old went to Goodnight Middle School where the school colors are purple and black. During morning drop-off, a driver hit and killed that student. The driver does not face charges. More than a year after holding a groundbreaking ceremony, construction still has not started on a new Cap Metro station. Transit officials confirmed that the Broadmoor station is still in site
1: development mode uh, pending the permit process. And it appears it's going to cost even more as well. Originally, Cap Metro projected $24 million for the stop planned at the incoming Uptown ATX. The station was expected to open next year. Now documents from the state show it will cost more than $35 million. Officials telling us this could also change the timeline for completion to early 2025. A verdict is in in the Alex Murdaugh case, how long he could face in prison after the murder of his wife and son.
2: The ongoing investigation into an Austin flight that sent seven people to the hospital and the famous celebrity couple that was on the
1: plane. Welcome back everyone on this Friday, a live look this morning from our camera over at the Rock and Dirt Yard in Abuda. You can see I-35 right there, looking good on a Friday. South Carolina lawyer Alex Murdaugh could face 30 years in prison, maybe life after the murder of his wife and son.
2: He's going to be sentenced today. The jury deliberated for less than three hours before finding Murdaugh guilty on two counts of murder yesterday. The once-prominent lawyer also faces about 100 other charges ranging from theft to insurance fraud. Maggie and Paul Murdaugh were killed near dog kennels on the
1: family's sprawling property in June of 2021. Well, the House Ethics Committee launched an investigation into New York Republican Representative George Santos. The panel says it's going to look at whether he may have engaged in unlawful activity with respect to his 2022 congressional campaign. It will also review whether Santos was truthful on financial disclosure forms, whether he may have violated conflict of interest laws and allegations of sexual misconduct from person who sought a job in his office.
2: The new resource coming to Central
1: Texas for families in need of mental health and drug abuse help. Two different bills filed in the Texas House and Senate involving property tax relief. But why it may be difficult for either to get passed. This KXAN
2: News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets, struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Good morning and happy Friday. You're looking live here at I-35 and 6th Street. Very quiet through the downtown area right now. We'll be watching your commute closely, but right now, no major crashes to report on the main lanes of our highways.
1: Well, the Federal Aviation Administration continues its investigation into an Austin flight that sent seven people to the hospital of Lutonza's flight 469. It left Austin yesterday, headed to Frankfurt, Germany. About 90 minutes into that flight, and this is what we saw. The plane hitting some rough air while traveling over Tennessee. The pilot diverted, landed safely at Washington Dulles International Airport. It
2: got really bumpy and then at one point the plane completely just like dropped and everything, all the food and everything just flew everywhere and it was pretty scary honestly for a little bit. I mean everyone's just kind of looking around like I don't think anyone ever has experienced something like that. Like I've flown a bunch and I've never even come close to anything like that. Like,
1: yeah, turbulence continues to be a major cause of accidents and injuries during flight. The National Transportation Safety Board says it accounted for more than 37 percent of all accident on larger commercial airlines between 2009 and 2018. And you know who was on that flight? The passenger list, including a name you might recognize, Matthew McConaughey and his wife, Camilla. Camilla posted on Instagram and said everything was flying everywhere, and the plane was chaos. Mm, so scary. We're finding out new details on how two planes at Austin's airport
2: last month almost crashed into each other. The National Transportation Safety Board just released its preliminary report. Traffic control cleared a FedEx plane to land right as a Southwest Airlines plane got cleared to take off on February 4th. The NTSB says the cargo plane decided to circle around after seeing the Southwest plane approaching the end of the runway. It's unclear yet how close to each other those two planes got. A big discovery out of Egypt, a sealed off chamber inside one of the great pyramids at Giza that date back some 4,500 years. It's a 30-foot-long corridor perched above the main entrance in the largest of the pyramids.
1: Wow, the Scan Pyramids Project founded. It used different scanning techniques to peer inside the monument. Scanners now want to know why... The closed off chamber Ooh. is there. Mm-hmm. What was in it? So, what's still yes. in it? Yes. Yeah, so so
3: don't ask questions just know that it exists and there is probably some <laughs> you, shady business. You <laughs> might not want the answers exactly. to these yes. Well, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got one of those tunnels, right? <laughs> Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here. Much quieter this morning, right? Clouds and radar showing clear conditions across all of the area. The storm system that brought us that line of severe storms is moving away from from us. We've got flash flood warnings up across most of Arkansas. Now, what's left behind? A little bit of wind and some cooler weather. Temperatures in the low 50s down there in Hayes County. This is the view from our rock and dirt yard in Buda. We've got quiet conditions and a little bit of a cool down to talk about for the first few hours, but I wouldn't get too caught up in the cool down. We do rebound pretty nicely later today. It's 40s and 50s as you're starting the day in the Hill Country. 51 in Georgetown, 55. Bastrop, 55 in Lockhart. So slightly warm relatively speaking along in east of I-35, but compared to yesterday, everybody's colder, 15 to 25 degrees colder, in fact. Like I said, we're going to make up some ground today with that drier air in place. Sunshine, heating up that dry air gives us a forecast high of 75 degrees, so still above average, just not quite those low 80s we had yesterday. Let's talk about the winds. The winds currently coming out of the northwest are still gusting 25 to about 40 miles per hour. The winds will be strongest this morning and then we slowly start to see these winds relax getting into the later part of today this is lunchtime wind gusts about 15 to 25 miles per hour later into the afternoon and evening you can see your wind gusts relax to less than 10 miles per hour for most of us that being said Wildfire danger is still going to be a concern just because we've got low humidity as well as that drier air. So it's moderate. It's not low for Central Texas, despite the fact that we picked up close to an inch of rain in downtown Austin. Just be very mindful of that. With those kind of winds, I would hold off on those outdoor burns, the open flame activities for tomorrow, because tomorrow is going to be gorgeous. Storm system lifts away, and I'm just going to let this run Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Really, it's not until Wednesday do we introduce our next chance of rain. So we've got some time to dry out. 7-day forecast, windy. This morning with sunshine this afternoon, highs in the mid-70s. Heads up, tomorrow morning starts a little chilly in the 40s, not expecting a freeze. We do see 80s for your Saturday, upper 70s in sunshine on Sunday. So again, a first weekend of March could not play out better for us. And then we see the 80s taking us into next week. Next cold front brings in that chance of rain starting Wednesday and Thursday.
1: A pretty day today. Kristen, thank you. A Longhorn football legend is being recognized. Derek Johnson will be inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame at the end of the year. And KXA's Noah Gross learns the former All-American and Kansas City Chiefs all-time leading tackler has settled in nicely to the next phase in his life.
5: A player as good as Derrick Johnson, you may wonder why he's not a coach now. Well, at home, having five boys.
4: And one baby girl. I got a two-year-old girl.
5: Makes for a pretty busy schedule. Six kids for the Texas legend, including some football players. Are they linebackers too?
4: They're more skilled positions, so I got to switch my mindset a little bit. I'm like, man, they're more offensive. A dedicated
5: father who's quick to give credit to his mother, a teacher back in their home of Waco, and for DJ at UT. Was she still drilling into you? DJ, you gotta be in class. You gotta be getting these kind of grades.
4: Oh, I wouldn't manage it, my time right. And my mom called and she laid it on me like, hey, listen, I know you. I know you're a big time football player, but school comes first. You know, education is very important.
5: Johnson's mother's the inspiration for his foundation Defend the Dream, which provides low income families with resources, often transforming libraries into a place that kids really want to be.
4: It's a shallow deal, but I'm talking about you know, nice paint on the wall, fat heads and, and bean bags and colorful things in there. But the, the biggest thing is being able to h- have them to have age appropriate books in their hands.
5: And having someone help you reach your potential like Johnson will grab your attention. The 2004 Nagurski and Butkus Award winner DJ is being inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame class of
4: 2023. You know, you look back and you say, wow, you know, you look what you accomplished and I'm very favored and blessed and uh, when I got the call that I made it to the uh, College Football Hall of Fame, it was it was it was a sigh of relief. Like, wow, this is this is really happening. A legacy on the field that can't be denied. I've been on these lists for two straight years, and then my senior year, I kind of was like, all right, that's mine. That's mine. <laughs> but
5: a passion and impact that extends far beyond. Yes. Noah Gross, KXAN News.
1: He better think his mama in that speech when he gets Six the award. kids, huh? That's <laughs> yeah. what I thought, too. Woo, yeah. they're busy. All right, uh, let's, let's turn to something else that is uh, plaguing a lot of people, I think, in Hayes County, especially when we talk about families there who may have to wait a very long time when it comes to their children getting the mental health care that they need for treatment when it comes to substance abuse.
2: KXA and Sarah Alshea looks at one new treatment center in San Marcos that hopes to fill that gap.
1: So here's one of our smaller group rooms. A new mental health substance use facility opened its doors in Hayes County. Branch of San Marcos is a part of Austin Oaks Hospital. Director of the outpatient program, Meg Hayden, says they offer specialized services designed for teens and young adults. They can get group therapy, they can see a psychiatrist, they can even get their schooling here if they need to be doing that. Recently, Hayes County has been dealing with an increase in substance use. This school year alone, five Hays CICD students Died from fentanyl poisonings. Community liaison Sarah Kramer says they want to help address that. To both behavioral
2: health, you know, the anxiety, the depression, the root of maybe the substance use and then also address the substance use itself.
1: It's a resource Hacey says it desperately needs for its students. It's taking weeks if not months for them to even get on a wait list and that is catastrophic for somebody who is going through in, in a, a situation where they need help immediately. Since opening Monday, Hayden says the phones have been ringing consistently. The demand is here and she believes these services will make a difference. Well, they start to feel safe. They start start to open up. They take what was an external motivator, the school saying they needed treatment or their parents saying they needed treatment and start to have an internal motivator because they actually start to feel better. Sarah Olshek, KXAN News. Well, recently, Hayes County Commissioners approved up to $200,000 to help the districts add even more counselors. And when we look in depth here at the data, Texas ranked 41st out of 51 states when it comes down to youth mental health care. This was just last year, and that's according to Mental Health America, a nonprofit group dedicated to improving mental care in the U.S. For adult care, we rank 30th. As for the number one state for youth care, that's over in Pennsylvania. New Jersey ranks first for adults. There may be a potential solution to help with the fentanyl
2: crisis that we're seeing here in central Texas. Some lawmakers want the drug enforcement agency to permanently classify all fentanyl related substances under a schedule one classification. That means they would no longer be accepted for medical use.
5: Losing Logan was like a bomb going off in the middle of our family.
2: That mother lost her 19-year-old son to fentanyl. She supports moving fentanyl to schedule one, hoping that it would deter versions of the deadly
1: substance abuse. Possible life-saving news for those with diabetes. Insulin is now $35 a month through medical giant, Eli Lilly. It decided this week to cap the prize. And that was a decision that is a lifesaver for so many people across the country and right here in Texas.
0: If someone with type 1 diabetes is rationing their insulin, which means they're not taking the appropriate amount of insulin they need to live, um, that can have life-changing, life-altering impacts in terms of complications. Um, But we also know that too many people have died from rationing their insulin.
1: Prior to the announcement, some people with diabetes face thousands of dollars in annual costs just for insulin that they need to live. This caused some to hoard or even go without the treatment with potentially fatal consequences. Eli Lilly also saying it will cut the price of its generic version of a mealtime insulin to $25 a vial. That's not going to happen until May.
0: Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5 30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.